Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Marilyn, and we're talking about all things Homeschool High School. In particular, we're talking about writing because we have been doing a series of episodes about different types of writing, and today we're going to dig into short stories a little bit. So um, yeah, short story writing is one of those things that some kids just love and they do it because it's fun and that's how they spend their free time. And there are other kids who would rather have their teeth drilled and then there are lots who are somewhere in between. And some that have never had any experience so they don't know whether they like it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so think back on, on our kids. I, I, had, I had my oldest was one of those who was writing stories long before he could write you know he was yes yes. and he's still a writer and storyteller and uh, that has not changed in lo these 26 years so uh, what do you guys yeah my my second son and my fourth kid were both born writing stories telling stories writing stories my oldest had to learn to love it Mm -hmm. so when he was a, a kid before high school he had a good old Abeka workbook where he was going through their writing process and they were supposed to write a story and they were learning to use descriptive writing. And so uh, there was a passage from E.B. White, uh, Charlotte's Web, and this beautiful description with sights and sounds, all the sensory things mm-hmm. and beautiful dialogue. And then they asked the question, with all those details that E.B. White used, how was he able to do that? And my, my son said, because he had a strong arm. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't that get that today. Lot, most that was people a lot use of writing. Word <laughs> he was a really fast typist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was not particularly yeah. struck by the beauty of his observational skills and his wide vocabulary yeah. for capturing. So mm. for that kid, he learned to like creative kind of writing by experiencing it enough that he goes, oh, I do have a creative soul. Mm-hmm. And then he really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to come by it naturally and it's okay to need to learn and experience it little by little because there's not one right, right way. way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, let's talk some about why writing short stories is important because I think that everyone could universally pretty much agree that some sort of basic um, letter writing is important because at some point in your life, you're going to have to write a letter to somebody, but you don't Mm -hmm. actually have to write a short story for anybody. Right. It's not going to help you get a job. job. Yeah. Unless it's a writing job. Why is it important? You do learn to write description in a different way. You usually learn how to write dialogue, learn to look at the progression of the way a story progresses. And it also is a way to preserve part of your life often mm. um, and we can look back at other people's writing and see what life was like at the time period they lived in or the place they happened to be or the situation they were in right so it captures an experience and a yeah so they learn some grammar they learn some skills that they can apply to essays or research papers just to write in more richness so those are some technical skills, but also it's very good for their brains because technical writing develops the prefrontal cortex, which is the logical center of the brain. But creative writing does the creative center of the brain, which is a whole different part of the brain, which then you have a better developed brain. 
Wow, you sound like a counselor or something, mm. Vicky. <laughs> so if you want some coaching <laughs> on how to have a well-balanced brain, that is contact me at VickyTillmanCoaching.com. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, so there's there's biology to it, and there's um, there's getting to know yourself through storytelling. I mean, teens are definitely trying to figure out who they are and how they fit into the world, and. Um, that is one thing that I think we often see is when teens are encouraged to write a short story that either explores a particular theme or we ask them to write about a particular type of experience, you know, give them a setting or an event and say, now write in response to that, that we often find they, they kind of tap into, wow, what do I really think about this? And is that the same as what I see around me or am I different somehow? And, and they do some, some self-awareness work and some... Um, some respectful recognition of where other people are, maybe. You know, as I've taught the short story writing in our homeschool group classes, so often I've seen the very concrete kids, you know, like they are, they're going to grow up and be tradespeople or firemen. When they write a short story, they come alive. Like mm. it takes their confidence up a whole nother level because they discovered they could do things that they didn't know they could do. Cool. Okay, so let, let's do a little bit of the, just the actual how, the practical. So what are some of the elements of um, short story writing? Because there are a whole lot of different kinds of short stories, too. Right. So it, it's, it's not that um, this is the creative writing portion of your year, and you do this, and then you check it off, and it's done. I mean, there's just there's, right. yeah ridiculous amount of variety here. So what are some of the genres that typically work well for high schoolers? So we at sevensistershomeschool.com have the kids go through a progression of writing different kinds of stories. So one year they'll write one and one year they'll write another and another year they'll write another because it, it helps them ease into the, the thinking process and the, the rules of. So uh, the, the first thing we have them do is do a family narrative because even a kid who doesn't write creatively by nature can tell family stories so, you know, I remember back when the car broke down mm -hmm. on the way to grandma's house at Christmas time, and they just tell a simple family story, and it's it turns out to be a hoot for them, or right. trauma processing for them, according to the kids. Right, right. Okay, so family narrative is a great place to start. Um, what are some other short stories that we've... This is just a shameless plug. These are things you can find a guide for at the sevensistershomeschool.com ebook store. And the reason we created guides for them is because we found them to be really fun and really effective teaching tools with our own kids and kids in our community. Yeah. So family narrative and then Then the second one we have them do is a tall tale. Because in that they really practice their dialogue skills and their creative skills. So they'll they'll practice alliteration and description and silliness. And with tall tales, if they're writing one, they're also going to have to learn a little bit about what they are. And it is very sad. A lot of people in the up and coming young adult chunk of our world, they don't know what tall tales are. They weren't exposed to them. And it's yeah. such a cool American form of literature. Yeah. So it encourages them to read something, too. Right. The, I, I found, especially the last couple of years when I was teaching the tall tales, um, that kids these days, of course, know the, the superheroes that they see mm -hmm. on the screen because it's on the movies and it comes to them. And so the, our modern tall tale people are the, the superheroes. 
But if you go back it for hundreds of years before there were movies there or were comic tall books. tales before there was spandex. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just made my whole day. You, you just tweet that if you want. That was very tweetable. Just saying. <laughs> Paul Bunyan in spandex. <laughs> Even better yet, Babe the Blue Ox in spandex. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, I just totally derailed us. <laughs> so, back when they wore cotton and wool. <laughs> There's, you know, in the old days, people would sit on the back porch in the evenings because there wasn't any television and there wasn't any radio and they would make up stories and just share them. And the stories that were the best got shared with someone else and they stuck around. So we have these great American figures like John Henry and Paul Bunyan and Pecos Bill and Calamity Jane and that, that did these amazing things like ride tornadoes. Yeah, man. So they, you know, like one time Paul Bunyan got into a barroom brawl, punched this one feller so hard that he went all the way up to the moon, bounced off the moon, came down, (laughs) hit the earth. It took him about 10 bounces to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So writing tall tales is also fun. It's fun. Definitely fun. All right. Family narratives, tall tales. What else can they write? And of course, these days, the kids have to write a myth fantasy. Oh my, yes. So yes. We, we, and you know what, sometimes there is curriculum out there where the kids could write a whole book and spend a year on it. And so the kids who do that enjoy it, but I've never actually seen any of them finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they usually do most of it, but <laughs> yeah, don't they, usually finish the entire book. Because it's a big, big yeah. project for a first project. So if they get introduced with a short story, and uh, so our curriculum, what we did is we took the formula that C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien use, because there's a, a formula to that kind of writing traditionally. And you work them through the formula, any kid can write a three, four, five page little short story with a myth fantasy and have a blast. And I've never seen a kid not enjoy that. Yeah, I had four kids with different personalities and most definitely different natural writing inclinations, all of whom loved that. It was probably their favorite writing project in all of high school. So, And they could knock it out because it's short. It gets done. All right, so they work on descriptive writing. They get to work on dialogue. They work on different types of plot structure. They work on point of view. They uh, work on character development and relationships between characters. They get to explore ideas and themes. They get to connect people from different places and times and environments. Yeah, you sound um, like a, kind of a lot there. Sound like a, a professor in college. So, <laughs> you mean writing a short story might give you some analytical skills that will help in other places? It just might. And then there's this wonderful whole thing of when you're done. Marilyn mentioned this briefly earlier, but you have this this thing, and it's a piece of you and the time and place you were when you wrote it, and the people who were around you at that time, and um, it can be a really precious thing to hold on to. I think most of us who have kids who are over the age of 10 have tucked away in a box somewhere some of our kids' earliest stories because, exactly. oh, it's a little piece of life, you know, captured. Yeah, a little, little glimpse into who they were at that time. Mm-hmm. Marilyn's kids did a neat thing when, when they lost their grandmother a number of years ago. When um, my mother-in-law passed away, and it happened fairly quickly, I had each of my 
children and their cousins write or draw something that had to do with her. And then I had them uh, all copied and put into a little booklet so that they could keep that. And we just gave it to all of the kids and the their parents so that they have it. So they had little short, short stories. Right. And Memories period, of her, yeah. things she said that, like, they remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's mm -hmm. valuable stuff to, to keep the kids rooted in their... And it's therapeutic yeah. for them while they're doing it. You they're bet, remembering right. her in a positive way. Right. Yeah, we actually have a new writing guide that's going to be coming out later in 2017 that will be um, putting together a family heirloom, heirloom. in writing. Yes. And it will be some of the writing piece and some of the actually formatting it and turning it into a real keepsake um, item, which is a neat process to go through. Um, what do you do when you have kids who really don't like to write creatively at all? And they just roll their eyes and they say, I don't even know what to write about. I just, this is stupid. Why do I have to do this? How can you help inspire? Well, if they have a co-op to do the writing in, the synergy of the group usually takes care of that. So I know when we taught it in the group, we've had the kids practice, like they'll get in two or three kids together and they'll practice coming up with their own tall tale or myth fantasy. And so that, that gives them the confidence because they've already done it once in class. Right. But if you give them something that, if they're working on their own, just a workbook that's short and sweet, daily lessons. Oh, like sevensistershomeschool.com. Oh, like yes. very user-friendly, success-oriented. And most of our short. guides have you write a short story in about five weeks. Yeah, something yes. like that. And it's broken into about four days worth within each week, four or five days worth yeah. within each week. Not and intimidating. Just a few minutes, just a little bit. Mm. Now, now take a little stab at this and then go away from it for a while. Yeah. You, you don't have to lock yourself in an attic room somewhere with an old typewriter and just write until it's done. And turn into Charles Dickens. Yes. No, like, <laughs> like it doesn't take itself seriously because what we found is that basically what kids need is an experience with success. Mm. So individual success, not overwhelming intimidation. Like, okay, your first event has to be, you know, like war and peace or right. something. So. Right. And another thing you can do with students is make sure they're reading. Mm. Yes, indeed. Things that are similar to this. So when they're doing a family narrative, reading an autobiography or a biography, mm -hmm. um, and we have some study guides that go with those that we can Yeah, we recommend. were talking before the, the uh, episode today, we were kind of brainstorming, and we were talking about how actually you look at something like our Great Christian Writers Literature Bundle that's designed for a year um, of, of titles, but... Of those nine titles, six of them are essentially someone's story, either autobiography, biography, or a journalist capturing moments and pictures right. from someone's life, or um, essentially journal diary entries, letters, correspondence, this kind of stuff from someone. So it's a really neat way to do, um, to get exposure to a bunch of different types of ways that you could tell a story about your own life. Yeah. In, in well-written, published, you know, works that, that um, yeah, so we, out there. kind of shameless plugging today, but we've got decades where kids have vetted this stuff. We mm -hmm. have found out hands-on how 
homeschoolers work. work. Yeah. Right. And if you're going to be writing a myth fantasy, you need to be reading C.S. Lewis and Tolkien Mm -hmm. and And watching Peter Jackson's movies. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And if you want to be capturing a family narrative and you want to capture something maybe dramatic or epic or traumatic or something like that, and you read something like Corey Ten Boom's The Hiding Place. Exactly. Wow. I mean, it's so vivid and inspiring and challenging. Yeah. And it starts to stir up this whole, I could tell this story. And it could also affect people's thoughts and, and convictions about really important stuff, even that while I just mean, tell the story. There might be you meaning know? to that right. for others in that. That yeah. can really light a fire, especially in kids who are thinking, I don't know why it matters to write a short story. What's the big deal? Yeah. But when they get exposed to some stories that really are a big deal. And for could kids. change their lives. Yep. Yeah. Change the ki- direction of their lives. So kids who are writing their tall tales can read tall tales online. You just go online right. and, and go talltale.com kind of things and watch the movie tall tale which came out mm-hmm. what, in the 90s but is a mm-hmm. precious story with all the tall tale characters yep. in it yep and if you've got kids who love superheroes i had two of my kids big into superheroes and i have one of them who's graduated now but who keeps saying mom someday you need to develop that curriculum that's going to look at understanding character and storytelling and and satire and all that stuff through superhero superheroes so the spandex (laughs) is coming it's coming it's coming don't worry the seven sisters themselves will not be wearing the spandex oh no i'm trolling (laughs) (laughs) not for a photo shoot anyway Mm, yes um but yeah, there's so much to think about and yeah. so much to encourage our teens to think about. Yeah. And it's not just a check the box assignment. Short story yeah. writing is a stir the soul assignment. Right. Have fun and stir the soul. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for some concrete resources, come on over sevensistershomeschool.com ebookstore. You'll find lots and lots there. You'll also be able to search blog posts there. There are oodles and bazoodles of blog posts about short story writing. And so we hope that that will be an encouragement in your homeschool high school, because this is the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. See ya.